Hi, and welcome to another episode of Hold My Whistle. Today is September 28th. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. And let's get into it. Today, we're talking about our starting lineups and running the pine. We got a UFC fight coming up soon. We're going to be talking this week in the NFL. The Ryder Cup teams were selected, and we're going to be doing an NBA preview. But let's get into it, Sean. We've got our brand new whiskey. We did a whiskey time today. Yeah, it was quite tasty. We, we went a little uh, off track, you know, more so than normal. Um, we didn't go old-fashioned today. No, we, but uh, we also, we, we, we weren't 100% ready for our whiskey time. Yeah, we kind of threw it together last minute. Well, the wife said, hey, you guys look like you need a whiskey. We, yeah, you know, you know I, we looked at each other. We looked like shit, looked like we were dragging ass. Yeah. Uh, so when we went to go get some snacks, you know. We, gotta get, we got some real fuel. Yeah. So today we are previewing Maker's Mark Cask Strength. This stuff is no joke. It's 55.65% alcohol. That's 111 proof. This is the highest volume alcohol we've we've tried, but it's makers. You know, we got the the red wax going. Yeah, um, we went uh, we went on the rocks. Yeah, one cylinder shaped ice cube, and not bad. You know, you, it's not traditionally how you drink it. No, I, I like drinking not. whiskey this way. Eh, it's not my thing, but I can I can live with it today. Yeah, we needed it, and surprisingly, really solid. Yeah, we uh, we made a couple of videos, which should be on Instagram real soon. Yeah, you can see Sean working on his pour, really solid pour. He I knows think, how to pour me a strong one. I think so. I think it was pretty good. You know, pretty good for 30 seconds of rehearsing and just getting it done. <laughs> right, and I, I just like how we came up on the, the this was our choice. We went to the liquor store, and we went to their, like, Ross section. Yeah. There was know. only one bottle of this left. And it was between that and the 46th. I think I've had that once before. I think I have too. But yeah, we went with the, we went with the strong one. We thought it'd be fun to see how it goes. And I thought I was going to have like some rocket fuel. Yeah, well, it's surprisingly smooth with a, a little bit of bite. Yeah, you know, you're, 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 you know you smell the alcohol. You're, you're drinking something tough. But it's you know, like when you eat something spicy, but it's not overboard. It's yeah. just the right amount of spice. It has good flavor. Lasts for a little bit, but then it dissipates. Right. That's what this, this cast strength maker's mark was for me. So pretty solid. And it wasn't that expensive because we got in the raw section. Yeah, right. So that's, that's good for me. It's kind of like the clearance rack. Yeah, exactly. No. So that's our whiskey time. I definitely recommend it. I would say, uh, well, I'll drink it neat. I think it'd go good with cola. It, I don't know if it would overpower an old-fashioned. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Um... It it might be a little on the uh, the rough side for the old fashioned, but I don't know. I'd ha- I'd have to sample it. But it's an awesome one to drink neat or on the rocks. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree with that one. Yeah. All right, but let's get into our starting lineup, Sean. We're this is going to be a quick one today. Um. I'm going to go with a guy we talked about last episode. Pretty sure we talked about him last episode. We did. He's a pretty popular guy these days in the NFL. Yeah. I'm going with Fitztorius, Ryan Fitzmagic Patrick. I thought it was Fitztorius. Isn't that what I said? Oh, did you? I thought you said, okay, you did say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said that. But, um, nah, you know, they did They did lose. He did throw three picks, but I'm going to say two of them. What a comeback. Two of them weren't his fault. It was a tip drill. One of them was... You know, the protection kind of slid in and let the outside rusher come in and get his hands up. The other one, the guy kind of just stopped on the sail route, and he threw it to where he was going, 
and the receiver stopped and it wound up being a pick. The pick six was definitely his fault. That was a shitty throw. Right. But that was right before the half and they were trying to push it up the field, right? Um, I don't even remember what part of the game that was, but you know, they come back and then he started coming back on the ball. He's the first quarterback to throw for 400 yards in three straight games in NFL history. That is huge. And you know, I'm sure fantasy owners who actually started him. I love it. I had to play against him in one of my fantasy leagues and I was so juiced for a second because I was like, Oh, I got this with the three picks and then bam. Yeah. Bang yards and touchdowns. Banging out three tubs. 412 yards, I think. I haven't seen a score like that for a quarterback or points like that on a quarterback with someone who's thrown three picks. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, just I haven't seen Tampa on fire like this since 2002, 2003. Yeah, right. I mean, that's back when, shit, Brad Johnson was their quarterback, and we all know how that guy did. Well, you never <laughs> you never think of Tampa as like a high-powered offense. No, I mean, they're putting up points against tough defenses. Yeah. I mean... They had they beat the Eagles, they beat the Saints. I mean, both returning top ten defenses. And, and even then, though the Pittsburgh hasn't been doing too hot this year in the beginning, they're always a tough D. Yeah. You know, they, they the scheme they play, the pressure they put on the quarterback, and you know, it's it's one of those things that for an offense it bodes well. And now with Winston's suspension up, where do the Bucks go? Well, I think they already clarified that he's gonna get the the start anyway, right? Oh, uh, did they? Oh, well, last week, Fitz is Fitz is going to stay. Fitz gets a start. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's you got to right ride. Move. You got to ride the heater. I know? mean, everybody's like, "Oh, Winston's a franchise guy," but you know, and the big knock on on Fitzpatrick is look what he's done in previous places. You know, he's kind of he's kind of like uh, an anomaly. You know, he shows those flashes of greatness, and then the real Fitzpatrick shows up and he shits the bed. Well, also, you got to think where he did it. He did it in Buffalo, and he did it in New York, right, with the Jets. Yeah. Which, at those times, I don't think they had the passing threats they have right now. No, he, he's and definitely they, got they some really weapons. really complement his arm. Yeah, he's got some weapons. Because that, dude, he chucks it. And, you know, he's got a, a pretty uncanny ability to scramble for an older guy. Right, he's, and he's a big guy. I, he, he's a little bit of Big Ben, but he's got a, you know, as far as the, the scrambling, he does. it's not like he's going to scramble hard and get... Yeah. Positive yards. He's not going to rush for 50, 60 yards. No. But he's going to keep the, the pass threat alive. Yes. Yeah. So, Fitz, you're you're all over this. Well, yeah. my, he's all over Hold My Whistle. We've yeah. been talking about him for three weeks. Right. I mean, you know, the Conor McGregor lookalike show last week was awesome. Oh, and it's, it, and it's fun. Yeah. Oh, he, he's, he's making everything. He's keeping the levity clean. You know, he's just having a good time. You know, granted, they didn't get the win, but... Everybody in the locker room is super positive and just, you know, it's a promising direction. There's someone we could rally behind or you could rally behind. You're a Buck fan. Yeah. But it's, yeah, all positive stuff and it's magic. Yeah. Who, who do you Starting got? Line. Who do you got? Well, I have, it's two teams really, but mostly Oklahoma, I'd say. Um, this last week, the University of Oklahoma Sooners played against the Army football team. And I think it was just a good morale thing. It was, first off, it was a tight game. OU beat them last minute by one touchdown. I think it was 21-28. And when the Army team was walking on into the locker room at the end of the game, they got a round of a huge round of applause from all the Sooner fans. You know, just first off, they're serving our country. Mm-hmm. You know, they played a hell of a game. And just the Sooners showed them mad respect as they left the field. And then on top of that, the Army team 
most of the time you leave a locker room and it's full of crap, tape yeah. and just dirty. The army team left the locker room the way they found it, spotless. Good, you for know, them. just to show them good. And it was just a good showing of what this country's about. I love the Sooner fans. You know, it brings me back to when we went to your birthday party and we watched the UCLA Sooner game and we sat in the middle of all the Sooner fans. Yeah, we were in the Red Sea. And did we talk smack? We talked smack, but in good sportsmanship, in good nature. And we met some nice people we, from Oklahoma. And that's what I'm saying. They knew we were representing UCLA and they were inviting us to back to their to their tailgate. Yeah. Come watch the game with us. Do you want to come to Oklahoma and watch a game? Yeah. They were the nicest people. Oh, definitely. I can't remember the guy we were sitting next to because he kept talking about all the national titles they won. And you pointed out like the one. The, 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 well, I was like, look at all those banners. And those are, those are Pac-10 championships. I was like, not 1964. It was funny. It was a good times. But, you know, and maybe, maybe we don't see it too much out here on the West Coast. And, but college football fans from middle America. It's are, different. It's different. And they're awesome and they're nice. And I think... This Army-Oklahoma game was just a big example of, of what it's like to be into college football and having respect for your, you know... Your opponent? Your opponent. Yeah. My, my theory with West Coast college football is, is always like this. You know, you have your SEC fans. Everybody's diehard. You know, they pack the stadiums and they tailgate hard. The West Coast, the games are always later. There's a little bit more to do, like in terms of like being being a Pac-12 California school. You're in LA, you know. You're not the number one show in town. No, you know the nightlife and all that other stuff takes precedent over college football. And to me, you get you get these these teams from the Midwest where it's you know more small town feel, kind of like a high school game. You know, right. the town shuts down and everybody goes to the game. That doesn't really happen in California. Not too much. Not too much at all. It's, you know, and the pros are, I think they're taking over LA again. An example was the Coliseum tonight, Rams versus the Vikings. Oh, that yeah. place was packed. Oh, it was so packed. I compared that to the Rose Bowl when it was Texas versus USC. Yeah. What was that? 07? A while back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it's, it's nice to see people showing up in LA for games like that because LA is way too big of a city to not have a good pro team following but even still like let's say you know sc was one of those up years you know and i love california and i love the people out here but i don't see them doing something like oklahoma fans did for the the army team no i don't see you know giving those boys a love for serving our country doing the right thing they're all going to west point Mm -hmm. you know just think about the academic load on top of them as well oh yeah that's that's insane it's it's good to see that you know uh a little bit of my patriotic bone just like gets real proud i tear up a little bit you know oh. but it's just good to see yeah do you need a do you need a hanky um yeah i'll take it you okay know, get well, a little wipe, wipe the tears from your eyes yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no but so hey i'll give it both you know i'm super proud that the, the army team to compete with an oklahoma program yeah well they run triple they run a triple option offense don't they you're gonna have to play some old school and you know that's what makes those teams so successful against big programs because they're used to seeing spread fast paced like just um kind of old school run and shoot like a lot of passing games with some zone game behind it if you're not technically sound against an a triple option team with like you know they're gonna your basic three, rules. yards oh yeah they're gonna gash you they're gonna the wear clock. you down they're gonna, gonna wear you down. They're gonna wear you down. They're gonna control the clock. Yeah. And they played a hell of a game. Yeah, you get limited possessions. Yep. So hey, Army, Oklahoma, 
you're in the starting lineup. Congratulations. Congrats. <laughs> um, so instead of riding the pine this week, um, we're going to go into uh, shitting the bed. Shit the bed Sunday will be taking over for riding the pine only during football season. Right. We decided we're like, hey, we can't be that negative all the time. Right. You know, we got to keep it somewhat positive. So we're only going to do one negative. We're going to put the bench. We're going to put it in the garage. We're going to keep it clean for a while. Yeah. You know, once football's over, we're bringing it back. We're going to bust out the diapers. So for you, Sean, who's shit in the bed? Okay. So for me today, I put two guys on my fantasy team. I drafted Derrick Henry in two leagues. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, it in the There's place, a guy every year in the draft that you put on a couple teams. Yeah. He's on both your teams. He He's a guy that, you know, he's the main guy now, and everybody's like, oh, he's going to be the guy. He's going to do great. But here we go. You know, another Alabama back not living up to his status. You know, coming coming out of college, he was a stud. You know, got drafted in the late first, early second by the Titans. And the dude's a goal line beast. But now with uh, DeMarco Murray gone, he seems to not be able to get it going. Yeah, he's not at every down back. He can't be one of those. He's, he, he's a first and second down back because in the passing game, he's like non-existent. They bring Deion Lewis in and throw him the ball eight times a game. Yeah, he's not that much of a threat. And, you know, he's rushing 16, 17 times for like 50, 60 yards. And it's just, it's killing me point-wise. I'm getting like four or five points for him and it's just crushing my lineup. And it just hurts anyone that you have on the on the Titans. It's, the run, the pass game's not really there. Oh, it's it's non-existent. I mean, when Mariota's out rushing the starting running back off of four carries, it's it's well, tough. Yeah, and I love Delaney, but that's your number one pass threat. Well, no, he's out. He well, broke his you, ankle. Right. He broke his ankle for week one or week two. So um, there's no one. There, there's, there's no there's one. No, well, they got Corey Davis, the rookie out of uh, Western Michigan. He's a stud. Okay. But you know when. You don't have a run game. You can lock him down and well, then you're not worried about yeah, it. It's, it there, there's no balance. It's yeah, it's whack. You know, sit sit your Titans. Yeah. So my second guy is Everson Griffin, SC guy. You know, high high on him coming out of college. Went to, he went to the Vikings. Been tearing it up last couple years, and he went and got himself arrested. It didn't really say for what. Um, I didn't really look too deep into it. I just read like a basic report on it mm-hmm. on my on my fantasy app. And, you know, he's taking some time away from the team for personal reasons due to the arrest. So I guess he like lost his shit. And, you know, now he's got to try and he's pulling a Josh Gordon, basically. He's away from the team trying to get his shit together. Yeah. So it's just like, dude, rehab something. I mean, or- there's something going on there. Maybe, do you think he got a boat and went on a lake with a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> what women, women of the light? No, no. He's a Viking. Oh. Remember the, the boat incident? Oh, dude. When was that? Oh, who was on the team? <laughs> I don't know. It's got, it was 2009, 2008. If you can remember who was in the boat, the boat incident for the Minnesota Vikings, put hit us up. That was, that was funny. Yeah. That, that was, was that was kind of unheard of. Like... Just out of all this stuff. The that fact that got, you remember that is unheard of. <laughs> well, that's for, for Minnesota fans, like as far as drama without Randy Moss, like what else was there? Like, exactly. You know, that's all I really remember. It's like, come on, dude, you know, pro athlete. I mean, there's, there's something wrong. I mean, he might have a problem, which, you know, he's not fully well, we, disclosing. You know, hopefully he's, yeah, hopefully he's okay. But as far as what we can see right now, 
He shit in the bed. Yeah. Um, so, Paulo, let's, who you got shit in the bed this well, week? Well, this one's a tough one for me because, you know, I'm a diehard. I love me my San Francisco 49ers. And this last week against the Chiefs, they completely, as a franchise, shit the bed. You know, let's go ahead and start off with the, the leader of the team, the quarterback, Jimmy G. I just got my brand new Jimmy G t-shirt. You know, got T- the T-shirt. I don't buy jerseys. Okay. I'm not a jersey guy. All right. I got the T. You know, I got the white one, the throwback, the 94 look. Okay. Right? It's pretty fresh. You know, I got I got the whole family gear. Elisa's pregnant. I got her the maternity, like big, <laughs> big belly 49er fit. I got Lincoln, his little baby 49er jersey. Came in. I was stoked. Ready for the game against the Chiefs because the Chiefs are on fire. Their offense is legit. I didn't expect to win, I, but I expected to fight. And they, you know what? They're kind of in the game. At the end, they were at in the, the game. At the end of the game, they, were, they had to make a comeback. And Jimmy G almost made a comeback until he decided to not run out of bounds and plant his foot and show some toughness, which most of the time I'm, I kind of like, but you blew your knee out. Dude, you've already, you, you got like 15, 20 yards down the field, run out of bounds. You're not paid to cut back. No. I mean, he had three defenders bearing down on him, and he's trying to cut back into a guy who's already got position on him. Just run out of bounds. Just run out of bounds. And not to mention, you are the franchise guy. Yeah. Well, I don't even know the backup's name. I know he's already played a little bit here and there, but... Oh, Beat Hard. Right. <sighs> CJ Beat Hard. I can't rally around him. I mean... I th- feel like this was the Niners three years ago. Right? It's like, ah. Uh, you know, that just that just does not bode well for them. But on top of it, the Chiefs made them look bad. Oh. They were working the ball. Everyone was catching the ball. Shoot, Sammy Watkins caught a touchdown. It was like... That, that's, you know, that's their offense, though. Their offense has so many weapons to stretch the field. It, it was, you know, it was my first real look at watching a whole game with Mahomes, and he is a baller. Dude, the dude's got a cannon. A cannon. That thing flies. And he's making good decisions because he didn't have a great preseason. I think no, he threw, they, like, they, they, seven picks in lot, two games exactly. or something. He, well, I think he's, like, he's got a little bit of gunslinger, and he tries things. Mm-hmm. And then I think he went back and went to the chalkboard and really saw what he's good at. And, you know, he's got good coaching or he's really making just savvy decisions. He, he's at what, like 15 touchdown passes in the first three weeks or something? That's insane. He is just slanging that rock. Yeah. And he's got, he's got weapons. Like I said, he's got weapons. You know, you got Tyreek Hill to stretch the field. You got Travis Kelsey underneath. I mean, the emergence of Sammy Watkins actually doing something for once. Yeah, no, he's doing great. And he's getting yak. He's bonus for uh, people in fantasy leagues. Yeah. I mean, then you throw in Chris Conley. Um, when Chris Conley came out of Georgia. Yeah, he's a second or third year guy. I mean, he was the number one guy in Georgia. And, you know, he's even catching the ball a little bit. Yeah, you know, but with uh, the 49ers defense, Ruben Foster came back this last week. And I'm thinking, hey, let's go D. And they just chopped him apart. And then the foul started coming. The 49ers had, like, before the first half, oh, I think it was right over 150 yards of fouls. Yeah. And one yardage. half penalty yardage. That's brutal. It's insane. You know, the funny thing and about That's one of the things that, I, you know, shows, like, more of a rolling down, shit rolling downhill type yeah. of thing. It's Those penalty yards could hurt you bad, and the whole season doesn't look great now. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about the Chief offense is, is you know, we've, we've mentioned all the passing stats and all this and, you know, the receivers. The one thing they really haven't got going recently is the run game. Kareem Hunt has been, you know, subpar at best in terms of the run game. 
Granted, he did score two short touchdowns last week, you know, a couple one-yard tubs. But, you know, he hasn't really broken any big runs. And, you know, I don't I don't know if that's a good thing, you know, looking down the road. But it's like your run game really sets off the pass game. Yeah. Well, you know, especially for the Niners, I think they're more of a run-stop defense anyway. Secondary stinks. Yeah, it's and been so, questionable it, for a while. And so you got to throw the ball. Yeah, you know if they're gonna if they're gonna go against the running back, throw the ball, and they got the people to do it. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out for both squads. I mean the night the Niners just uh, they're they're in no man's land right now. Yeah, I, you know we definitely took three steps back. It's you know it's where I show my real faith when the, all those Forty Nine er fans that came out five six years ago when we went to the Super Bowl, where are you now? Where are you now? Yeah, right. Yep. Well, hey, we had a game tonight, though. What a game that was. Yeah. Thursday night football, Vikings-Rams in the Coliseum. We talked about it a little bit today. The Coliseum was hype. Oh, dude, it was rocking. And, and this was no joke football game. It was a shootout. You know, points everywhere. You know, two great quarterbacks. And uh, Jerry Goff, I think, is kind of emerging right now. Yeah. With he, his, you know, the coaches doing a good job the, or the OC they were talking about. He threw he threw five touchdowns and i think 440 yards or something i mean if you look at it every receiver every starting receiver for the rams bonused in fantasy which means they got over 100 yards and a touchdown cooper cup had 170 something both both white wide receivers went off today (laughs) um yeah back to the you know the rams receiving court cooper cup had two touchdowns and like 170 yards brandon cooks had like five grabs touchdown 100 plus yards uh robert woods had five catches for 100 yards and a touchdown todd Gurley caught a touchdown i mean it was just all over the place on the viking side uh feeling caught eight passes for 135 yards in a tub. Um, Robinson, two catches, two touchdowns. Just Yeah, Stephon Diggs had 11 Diggs, catches. for 123 like, yards. Yeah. Just became that guy. He was catching everything. The, the run game was pretty non-existent for the Vikings. Dalvin Cook's first game back, you know, he didn't look great, but the Rams' defense is stacked against the run. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins threw 422 yards, 36 for 50. Yeah. Four incom- uh, 14 incomplete passes out of 50 throws. Well, he threw the ball a shit ton last week because they were getting crushed by the Bills. Um, but he looked good this week off a short week, coming back, you know, making good decisions, throwing the ball on he time. Good. I think he's fitting in well with the Vikings. It's a good choice to pick him up and pay him. I'm going to say is the four, there's got to be more 400-yard throwing games so far in the beginning of this season than there's ever been, at least that I can remember. Passing yards are probably, this is probably a record year for passing yards. And, you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, going into the season, everybody's talking about how good running backs all over the league are. Um, in my opinion, they really haven't shown up. I yeah. mean, if you're just going, if, say, we're just going off the top four backs, um, Le'Veon Bell hasn't played. David Johnson caught a touchdown pass, but the Arizona offense is terrible, so he can't run the ball. Gurley's not doing bad. No, Gurley's Gurley, the, the one. Gurley's the only one doing decently. Ezekiel uh, Z- Elliott looks, but doesn't look great. You know, um, his offensive line's banged up. They have no threat at receiver, so everybody's stacking the box. He's getting some yardage. He scored a touchdown last week, but you know, just in terms of how good this this year in running back was supposed to be, it's kind of a disappointment so far. Yeah. 
You know, even with Gurley having the the game, you know, the year he's having, he only had 83 yards for 17 carries. Yeah, that's not it's not huge and no tubs. It's, well, but they, they were throwing the ball. Though. They they didn't they yeah. didn't need they didn't get inside like the red zone to have to run the ball. I mean, they were scoring from distance. Yeah, well, he caught four passes for 73 yards. So yeah, combined yardage, he tore it up. Oh yeah, he's he's got that Christian McCaffrey esque number. But that's what we're saying though: is the rush game, the run game is. Not that important in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not getting, nobody's getting it done. I, so last last Sunday, the long, long, or last week in general in the NFL, the longest rushing touchdown by a running back was 11 yards. Emmanuel Sanders had a 35-yard jet sweep rushing touchdown, but... Not a running back. Not a running back. So yeah. what does that tell you? You know, the running backs really aren't breaking it. I mean, look at Leonard... Leonard Fournette hasn't played in two weeks. Dalvin Cook didn't play for two weeks. You know, you get all these these number one guys not really doing a whole lot. Yeah, but it was a hell of a game. Uh, the Rams ended up pulling it off 38-31, and now they're 4-0. Oh, Rams are dirty. Wow. I, I knew they were going to be one of the more powerful teams. I think they're definitely, you know, making a presence this year. You know, a lot of people knew it, but really impressive against a Rams team whose record doesn't really resemble Vikings. how good they uh, Sorry. Vikings team who does the records one two and one, yeah, not great. They are way better than that. Yeah, you know their record does not really describe who they are. But if you look at it, who in the NFC is going to beat the Rams? Oh, in their conference, they're already well. They're dude, their con- their conference is shit right now. The Seahawks are no threat. Yeah, the Cardinals are no threat, and you know I already put the Niners on the bench or they're shit in the bed. So you know that that's, that's I mean a- any strangest things have happened, but. You got to look at it. It's like nobody from their conference is challenging them. I mean, let's see. NFC East, Cowboys look bad. The Giants are, you know, okay. Yeah. Uh, Philly doesn't look great. I mean, Wentz came back and Alshon Jeffrey's back this week. So, I mean, they still have a Jai out. Um, they, their offense hasn't looked too, too spectacular. Yeah, not too great. And um, so it's, it's really, it's the Rams conference to lose. Oh, yeah. And on top of it, I am loving Aaron Donald right now. Dude, that's what happens when two you get, sacks. Two that's sacks what happens when you get paid. Oh yeah, you know you get like we say, you get what you pay for. And you know I, I'm loving that. Most of the time you get the paycheck, and a lot of guys sit back. You know they kind of like sit back on the money and get comfortable. The two defensive players who got paid this year are playing hell of a good football game. Yeah, I mean I love I love that they keep comparing Khalil Mack's stats to the entire Raiders defense. <laughs> I mean it's like we need a pass rusher. Well, you traded probably one of the best pass rushers, if not the best. Yeah, and you have no production from your D line. But to be all honesty, you know I don't think Khalil Mack really wanted to stay in Oakland, and you know it just it's one of those things. It's like he wanted to, he wanted to get paid. But if he wanted to stay, he would have made thing. He would have budged a little bit. Yeah, like I, in the long run, not that I'm a Raider hater, but it what a good move for him. Oh, and yeah. not to mention that they had a, what is a Sunday night game, Monday night game, back to back where they got everyone, got, the whole nation got to see him. Yeah, and he fucking killed. Put it. on a show. He killed put it. on a show. He was phenomenal. But yeah, so that Thursday night, this last Thursday night game, I think it was the best Thursday night game we've had so far. Oh, yeah. And not to mention, the Thursday night games so far this year have been pretty good. Not too bad. You, yeah. know, you know, are you glad always that they're... the lowest ratings. Well, they're not color rushing anymore. No, I noticed that. I did like the color rush. Did you? I was a fan of the color rush. There were rush. a handful of teams that were just ugly. Yeah, but I was a fan. Yeah. You know, it's I think they became different. alternates. I think you can color rush it, but it's just not a Thursday night thing. Yeah. The, jerseys, the option is out there for the NFL, but 
Yeah. They just don't do it. Well, because they want to sell jerseys. Yeah, they they want to push product like most most businesses do. Yeah, but the Thursday, who was the who was the best looking color rush for you? You know, I actually liked the Titans all blue look, the powder blue, and then uh, the Jets. I actually kind of liked the Jets the green look. Green. Yeah, I, I I don't know why, but I just kind of was a fan of that. I kind of liked the well, it's another powder blue team. I like Carolina. Yeah, that that's a good look yeah. to me. But I did not like the the lime green Seahawks. No, no, no. I was not against that. And I'm again. I'm going to bring up the Niners. I did not like the blackout. I'm a blackout fan, just not for my Niners. It didn't. They they have no black in their uniform. Like it's not a primary color for them. It's yeah. It's really not their thing. You know, if they went all white, that's cool. White and red. Yeah, that that looks good. good. Keeping it clean, like ninety four. Well, yeah. Well, those jerseys are an option this year. They they release the 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 jersey this year. They just haven't worn it yet. Really? Yeah. Well, so. it's only it's only going into week four, so there's still plenty. They got of time. time to pick your wardrobe. Yeah. So, all right, that was Thursday night's game. Let's uh, let's look at this week in the NFL. Um, there's a lot of games on tap, but we're gonna preview just a couple of them. Um, we're gonna look at Cleveland versus Oakland and KC and Denver. Well, I'm excited for Cleveland. Get some Baker back. You Baker, know, Baker had a big splash and. Had a comeback win last week. That's pretty exciting. You know, you want to win, put Baker in. You know, it's like one of those things. It's like Cleveland's got the weapons offensively, and their defense isn't bad. They've kept them in games, and Baker came in versus um, who they play last Thursday? The Jets. They played came yeah, in against there was the, the Jets. Two rookie quarterbacks, and he came in and he pulled them back. And what a relief guy, huh? Yeah, Just came right? in and saved the day. So you know, things are definitely looking up for them. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, now that he's getting the starting reps in practice, I think the Raiders are a good team for him to start against as a whole, for a full game where he could still probably work. They're not the best team. You know, know they're going to be, they're going to play a physical game. You know, my thoughts with the Raiders. Are they in Cleveland too? Uh, I'm not sure. It might be a away game. It might be a far trip for him, but. Here's my thing. The Raiders have been up at halftime in every one of their games. And they blow it. Last week, they were dominating the Dolphins at halftime. Dominating them. And then the second half rolls around, and it's like they can't do anything. They can't move the ball. The defense can't stop anybody. It's like two completely different teams. They come out in the first half, and they put a beat down on people, and it's like they try to coast the second half, and they get beat every time. There's a reason they're 0-3. They can't finish a game. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's players. It's just they have not they figured, don't the finishing. They, they have not figured out how to finish and win a game. Yeah. Uh, I think John Gruden's going to be kind of sad that he didn't get to do a quarterback camp with Baker Mayfield this year because he <laughs> became the coach. You yeah. know, he's met every rookie quarterback for like the last six years. Yeah, something like that. And I, he, he's probably going to want to do a sit down with Baker and just just talk to him. Yeah, you want to do some talk talk Baker? I'm sure that'd be a great conversation to listen to. Yeah, I missed that with John Gruden. We didn't get that this year because no. he's coaching again. Yeah, boy, he looks old on the sideline, doesn't Coaching he? Coaching stretch, dude. I'm telling you, you know how when you see presidents. And they're, how, you know, they're four, or their tenure as a president, and you see how they age. Oh, yeah. I bet, you know, there's a handful of young NFL coaches that, you know, McVeigh and stuff, that they look young. So, and they well, are he's young. 32. He is young. He's younger than us. Yeah. Shit. But I'm, uh, John Gruden, how old is he now? 55? Fif- 52, f- somewhere between 52 and 55. You bring him back to coach, the stress, the, not to mention he was one of the, you know, guys that everyone really knows as. Hey, I'm going to wake up at three in the morning. I'm going to start watching film. I'm going to start my coaching day and work throughout. You know, he's going to put in an 18 hour day. Yeah. And that's going to stress him out. Oh, totally. He's going to look old. So, and not to mention he took up what? 
eight year, ten year hiatus. Yeah, and to you come know, back into it, he's it's probably a lot of stress. Yeah, but it was it was a good opportunity. Oh, you he's know? making bank. Is he the highest paid coach in the NFL? I, I want to say as far as his options and everything. I want to say yeah, but see, the Raiders did it pretty smart in my opinion. You know, it, they they put on a hundred million dollars for the salary, but it's not all coming salary based. He got team stock options right. in his contract. So that's not bad for him though. That's not that's great for him and organizationally, you know, to try and save some money to re-sign players and, you know, work with the salary cap. I think that's a good move. You know, you've got a new stadium coming within the next two years, so you definitely have to pinch pennies where you can. Yeah. So that should be a good game though. I want to see Baker and I know I've for how much crap I've talked about the the Browns. And they've got one win, one tie. Yeah. Oh, they should be three and zero. They should be three and zero. They, they should. They're not. Big. I'm so my prediction's still good with four wins, but it, he's definitely, you know, could be a game changer. It could be a game changer. So I'm excited to see the Browns. It's hard for me to say it, but I'm excited. Yeah, we talk a lot of shit about Cleveland. <laughs> I, I've not realized I hated Cleveland so much <laughs> until I started podcasting. <laughs> uh, another game we're going to be talking about is a Monday night game. Casey versus Denver. A big, big AFC West showdown. Huge rivalry game. Oh, big showdown. One of my favorites. Um, and always, when I think of this game, I think of Steve Atwater laying out Christian Okoye. You know, the classic bang. Uh, have you ever seen the history of why the Bengals and the... Uh, the Bengals. God, Paulo. It's the whiskey. I hope it's so. The, the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos and, the, you know, why they have a rivalry... It's just good stuff, old school stuff from back in the day, fight starting, you know, late hits, and just good to see. But again, we want to see Mahomes. What's he going to do against that pass rush? You know, you know the, the Von Miller guy is... He's a beast. Oh, Then you throw Shane Ray and Bradley Chubb in as well. It's like, dude, they, you know, you better get the ball out quick. But my thing is, 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 is the Denver secondary up to the task? You know, they got Chris they Harris lost Jr. a couple pieces this year. Yeah, but you know, they got Chris Harris Jr. He's probably gonna have to go with Tyree Kill. I don't I don't know how well that's gonna work down the field, but intermittently in like that intermediate range, I think it'll be okay. Um Kelsey. Kelsey's always in the matchup nightmare. You know, their safeties I don't think can run with Kelsey. The linebackers I don't think are good enough to play with Kelsey. And and then you got Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. I think Casey's going to try and run the ball a little bit more this game to try and get Hunt going, you know, to take some of the pressure off Mahomes. But they're going to be playing in some altitude. Yeah. And it's a night game. Um, that breathing is going to be hard, but they have so many weapons. They just got to keep on spreading it out, just dishing here and there. I see the Chiefs taking it. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it's going to be a one-possession game. I don't know which way. I think... I'm I'm with you. I think the Chiefs are going to take it because I don't trust Case Keenum as much late in the game. That and the Broncos receiving core has just it's been... It's a little aged. It's been god-awful. I mean, outside of Emmanuel Sanders, you know, there's no really down-the-field threat. Demarius Thomas is looking a little old. That's what I'm saying. You know, he's he's getting like four or five balls, 50, 60 yards. He's He's... Not really posing a threat downfield, which is They're surprising. They're a defensive team. They're a defensive team. The defense has got to hold back KC, stop them, and then, you know, hopefully their offense puts up three tubs and a couple field goals. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like I said, one possession game, but I think ultimately it goes to the Chiefs because, 
you know, their their weapons are a little better. But if Mahomes struggles with that pass rush, you know, it could be a different story. It's like, look at the Bills Vikings last week. You know, yeah. nobody saw that coming. Like 33% of the survivor pools got knocked out because of that game. Oh, yeah. So, you know, any given Sunday is what they say. So we'll just have to wait and see for that Monday night. Yeah. So how about um, you see any upsets coming up this week? Um, I don't, I don't really know if I'm going to call it an upset, but like historically, you know, the Baltimore Pittsburgh game has been one of those knockdown drag out games. I'm excited to watch it. This is exactly. It's, it's a, one of probably the most physical games you're going to see all year. Yeah. And typically the Steelers tend to get the best of the, of the Ravens, in my opinion. Um, this year, you know, everybody was kind of sleeping on the Ravens, but they're coming out. And they're looking good. You know, they made some offseason moves. They picked up John Brown from Arizona. They got Crabtree from Oakland. Uh, their running game has done just enough. Flacco actually looks good. He's not uh, that boring this year. Well, I think it's he got a little motivation. When, the organiz- <laughs> when they drafted a quarterback? When they drafted Lamar Jackson and, you know, kind of forced his hand a little bit, I think it was a real wake-up call for him. Well, it's surprising because Lamar looked good in preseason. As far as his run game, he the arm wasn't 100% there. He threw some picks here and there. But his tempo, his speed is impressive for a quarterback. Yeah, coming out of that Louisville system, it makes sense. It's just I don't. he's not NFL ready yet in terms no. of the passing and the uh, defense reading. So he's still got a little a little work to do. You know, he, he'll do a good job learning behind Flacco and seeing how to handle everything and, and what th- to do. Yeah, and I think Pittsburgh, even though they came off a big win against the Bucks. They've been struggling. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it hasn't been, if it wasn't for Big Ben's, like, huge efforts to try and keep them in games, you know, they could very easily be 0-3. But if they if they get that fire going, if they get momentum rolling, Pittsburgh is a hard machine to stop. Well, you know, and you're missing a very big piece in Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Connor's done a decent job, yeah, but you know, still filling in. Yeah, deep threat with Antonio. Yeah, um, Juju Smith-Schuster has been huge. He's very impressive. Vance McDonald was How old monster. is Juju? Juju's got to be like 22, 21. Something like that. Yeah, he's only a second-year guy. Um, so, yeah, he's 23 at the oldest. So, you know, you've got speed on the outside. Uh, Schuster is, he's a physical, like, 6'2 receiver who's got a little bit of speed. And, and he's got solid hands. You know, I don't see him drop too much. Yeah, and then, you know, you got the tight end game, Jesse James and Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald with the stiff arm of the year coming in the Monday night game against Chris Condy, who subsequently went on the IR after that game, probably because he was so embarrassed that he got dude, stiff arm. I love a good stiff arm. Oh, dude, it's it's so demoralizing. When you catch him right on that bottom bar of the face mask. So demoralizing. Click that neck. Woo! So demoralizing. I, dude, stiff arms in like the YFL Pop Warner system. <laughs> are the best helmets are so big on little kids oh yeah and when you get a big stiff form and they just tumble it's hilarious it's so good who do you got for your pick of the week well i'm going new york giants versus the new orleans saints i think this is you know i don't like to say it but i think new york might go off on this game i think it's a good defense who they give up a lot of points i'm excited to see what saquon does and you know eli always has a good game randomly you know dude they're in new york but do the Giants defensively do enough to stop the Saints? I think it's a shootout. The Saints have been putting up some crazy points. Right. You and, know, oh, Drew Brees is still dude. He's insane. He is on the verge of taking over passing yardage. Uh, he broke a record last week. Uh, completions or s- something like that. He's be- Yeah, he broke Brett Favre's. I, th- I don't know if it was completion. I think 
It might have been number of completions. Yeah. Yeah, number of completions he broke Brett Favre's record last year. And game. I think he's like 800 and something or 900 yards away from breaking the all-time uh, yardage record. That's two games. That's potentially two or three yeah, games. Yeah, two to three games for him. And, you know, Michael Thomas looks good. Alvin Kamara is a beast out of the backfield. I mean, shit, even Ted Ginn's catching touchdowns. So, you know, things are working. Ted Ginn has been playing forever. And his speed is still impressive. Like, oh, dude, he's he's still phenomenal, phenomenally. What fast. was the running back from Ohio State that had all that? Uh, Cla- Mor- uh, Maurice Claret. He was on that team. What, what? That's when Ted Ginn. That's when Ted Ginn was. That's how old. Wow. Yeah. God, that was a long time. ago. Long time ago. So that's impressive to me to see Ted Ginn still running like that. And he's been a journeyman, and you know, everywhere he goes, sure, he's he produces. Been a Niner. He's been a Panther. He's been, you know, I. He's been everywhere. Yeah. Was he a was he a, a Raven as well? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think just, so. No, he could have been journeyman. I'll give it up to Ted Ginn. But again, like I said, it's an upset. It's me. You know, out of the rest of the games, you know, I think this might be a game for the Giants. I could be wrong. I hope Odell Beckham scores because he's well, killing me. They got they, they got the weapons. Odell, I want to see Saquon go off. Should be a good game. You know, it's a one thirty game, so we'll see how it goes. But that's who I got. Um, but let's talk about some another sport, Sean. Switching some gears. It's time to represent the red, white, and blue. Golf Ryder Cup 2018. They just selected the teams. Um, I went onto the Golf Channel to see what was going on because it was just straight Ryder Cup all across the board when I looked at my TV menu. And they were selecting the teams, and they had this festival stage set up, outdoor stage. Uh, they were in France where the, the, the tournament's going to be held. Guyen like, Court, France. Guyen. Is that a double L? No, it's G-U-Y-A-N Court. Okay. Well, yeah, they're in France, and the crowd is massive. Like I said, they're on the outdoor stage. They have the USA team on the left, the European team on the right, and they have a crowd of people above them. And all I really noticed was about 50 blonde chicks they're <laughs> standing above both teams. I don't know if it's their wives or whatever, but... There was a ton of hot chicks, and you both. I've, I didn't know that was that many hot chicks in golf, but there's a ton. Oh, I think it's the money. Yeah, I would definitely say it's the money. You know, big money in golf. But Tiger got a huge response. Mad love for representing Team USA this year. Who else is on the Team USA? Do we got my boy Brooks on the team? Of course, right? Yeah. So the captains, Jim Furyk. Uh, you got vice captains are David Duvall, Zach Johnson, Matt Kuchar, Davis Love the Third. And Steve Stricker. And then the players are Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, your boy Brooks Kepka, Fildo Mickelson, Patrick Reed. Fildo? Yeah. <laughs> Webb Simpson, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, and Tiger Woods. It's pretty stacked. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Americans looking pretty strong already. Um, what about Team Europe? Team Europe. Are, are they heavy on the English? Is that what they do most of the time? Um, hold on, I'm switching. All right, we so did, their crowd was insane before they started announcing. Wait, who's their captain? Um, Thomas Bjorn. 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 Uh, dude, they started doing the ole 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 like a soccer game. I don't think. I think this might be the most anticipated like Ryder Cup. It's getting a lot of press again. One Tiger's back, and I've never seen a Ryder Cup announcement. I know, you know, it felt like a soccer game. See, golf's golf's starting to do it right. You know, they're right. starting to promote things a little the fans more. Fans are getting out there. Yeah, it's a little bit more. So Bjorn was up in the stand. He was like, 
overwhelmed. Like he did not think he was going to get this kind of response. And hmm. like it, it might be a big, fun competition to watch this year. So on the Europeans, they got Thomas Bjorn, Luke Donald, Padraig Harrington, Robert Carlson, Graham McDowell, and Lee Westwood. Then they got uh, Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, Tyrell Hatton. Sergio's European? He's from Spain. Portugal, Spain. Spain. Uh, Roy McElroy. Uh, oh, he's a threat. France, Frances, Francesco Molinari. We'll say Francisco. Sure. Alex Noren. Thor, Thor Bjorn Olsen. Uh, Ian uh, Poulter. Is he part, is he, was he in the Vikings TV show? No. That's a good Viking name right it there. It is, but he looks like a weenie. <laughs> uh, John Ram, Justin Rose, and Henrik Stenson. Henrik. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, let me guess, is he German? Uh, I, I would, you know, Heinrich could go either way. I think he's Swedish. Oh. Well, Team Europe, I'm just letting you know, you stink. America. Red, white, and blue. America. Boom. I, is there fireworks allowed at golf tournaments? Well, there should be. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's going to be some. I know. So, uh, how does it work? So, they match up or the teams? Yeah, it, it's team match play. You know, it's like they got, they got uh, foursomes going out tomorrow. And, you know, it's like devil's pairing and I forget, I don't, you know, I'm not a big follower on how the scoring works. You know, I'm always confused. It's like, oh, they went three and four and four up and down. I'll check it out right now. I think we should jump aboard and, you know, I know it's football season and I'm not telling you to watch it, but just throw out some USA love for this Ryder Cup. Yeah, it's the 42nd Ryder Cup. Okay. So it's not for golf tournaments. That's not that old. No. Because there's been, yeah. I'm just saying, get online, follow Tiger, Brooks Kuepka, anyone. Let's give them love, Let's, at least social media-wise. Oh, yeah. And I just want to have fun celebrating USA. Unless they lose. They're not, because we're going to give them so much support. Okay. On my whistle, backing. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> you, you, we, we sure about that? I'm pretty sure. All right. So um, we're going to switch gears again, you know, going from uh, a thing like golf into a more high octane like UFC. I'm excited. I know some, you know, it's been a while. You know, cause, but you got to think about it. Before Connor, UFC was kind of phasing away again. You know, we had well I think Connor came back when Ronda was kind of Ronda was carrying the league. Mhm. You know, and Connor blew it up. I remember when me and Elise first started dating, it was like, "What do you want to do this Saturday?" I'm like, "We're going over to Louis cuz he's always got the UFC going on and it felt like you you know, I would watch a UFC fight every month. It didn't have to be Connor, but because of Connor, we were watching. After the the boxing match, I haven't I haven't read, I mean bought a pay per view since. Well, I'm not going to spend ninety dollars on a fight because the last time we watched it, it was like one round. It was weak. But you know what I'm talking about, though. Oh yeah, like there hasn't been that that match or that fight that even like the Triple G Canelo fight. I don't want to watch that. No, who wants to spend one hundred twenty five dollars to watch that shit? It's insane. Do you remember when pay per views were like forty bucks? Oh yeah, or you could just get it on the black box. <laughs> Like, we'd, we'd all go, we're going to Sergio's. He's got the black box. <laughs> we'd be sitting in a little living room. Oh, and you, you got know? 30 people in there. Oh, but it was a good fight. You know, it was like Mike Tyson or Holyfield. And yeah. if it was a Tyson fight, you know, don't get chips right now. Fight's going to be over quick. Yeah. Don't, don't run to the bathroom. See, you know, like you said, Ronda, carry, Ronda carried the UFC for a little bit. And before that, it was kind of like Chuck, Tito, and then... Um, but it was still more of a bloodbath. You just wanted to see people get knocked out there. Yeah. Then you had like Randy in there and, you know, you had guys that could carry it 
And then he threw in guys like Rampage Jackson and um, what? Oh, BJ uh, Penn was fun to watch from BJ Penn was uh, fun. George St. Pierre. Anderson Silva. Uh, which is one of my favorites. Even Strike Force, uh, not Strike Force, Pride. Yeah. It was fun to watch. You know, had the Crow Cops and freaking yeah. Fedor. Oh, dude, Fedor. Fedor yeah, back in the day. But so after the whole bun- bus incident, throwing the freaking dolly into the bunts with Khabib, you know, at first I thought, man, this is kind of like a funky pitch. But I'm really excited to see this fight. You know, and the press conference was hilarious. Oh, yeah. You know, Connor's got his own whiskey now, too, which I, I want to get. Proper? Proper 12? Yeah, something like that. In it. I'm, I'm not an Irish whiskey guy. Well, you know, we'll give it a shot. It's not a bourbon. <laughs> it's not a bourbon. You know, and we're definitely lacking our American spirits. Yes. But, you know, he, he had it out there on the, with, next to his two belts. He had a purple fit on. You know, and Khabib just... Him that stupid fuzzy hat. He can't do it, man. He's not the press conference guy. And I think, you know, with Connor being the the guy, he, his opponent, I think he gets distracted by the media attention. I think he gets distracted by the shit talking because Connor's the best. Oh, dude, he can. The best. He can flap his gums with the best of them. And don't get me wrong. He what, backs it up. What are some minuses against Connor? He hasn't fought in forever. Yeah. You know, maybe he got a little spoiled. Maybe he's not competing as hard or practicing as hard as he used to. But that's it. You know, the dude can scrap. The guy is going to scrap. He's focused. And the other thing I like is, you know, maybe like Muhammad, when he's talking shit, that's, that's, he does the best. And a lot of people think, oh, he's just a character. He's too cocky. But when he steps into the octagon or when Muhammad would step into the ring, they were the ultimate competitor. Oh, yeah. The best. And I, you know, you know, like uh, Connor was saying to Khabib, you know, oh, you want to wrestle? You're going to wrestle me? I'll box the shit out of you. You know, it was just. And I think that's a, a true thing. Like, Khabib is a ground-and-pound guy. You if, know, he's gonna if, take, if he can't take him down, it's going to be a long night for him. Well, you know, that's the thing. Is like, Khabib might make this thing go five rounds, and it might be a tough on both opponents. But if Connor stays away, throws his ones and twos, gets his funky kicks in, you know, Khabib is going to be hurting. It, it, it could be one of the first bloodbaths, I think, for Connor. I'm calling upset. You want, Well, okay. I want Nurmagomedov to win. You said that. You say that so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, got a guy that guy that works on our shift. He's a big UFC fan. Um, his name's Will. He knows everything about everything when it comes to UFC. He's been he's been telling me about Khabib for uh, probably a better part of a year. He's showing me some of his old fights. Just how nasty this dude is. Right. I mean he he's a grounded pounder, but he's got a little bit of a stand up. I don't think he's got a McGregor stand up game. If he stands up, tries to go toe to toe punch for punch with McGregor, he's going to lose that fight. Yeah. But if he can mix in a few punches with some ground attack, I think he's got a decent chance. You know, Connor's coming off a big fight layover. You know, it's when did, when did he fight? Uh, Mayweather. Mayweather. Last year. year and a half ago. Yeah. So it's been a while. I mean, granted he's probably training up a ton, but He's also been living the high life, you know, promoting, promoting himself, you know, and making that money. Well, he's, you know, enjoying his family. And like he said in the interview, he's like, I don't got to fight for any money anymore. Thank God I don't got to fight for money anymore. But I love fighting. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some something stuff. to be said about that. Right. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see it, you know. And again, I'm sure there's a lot of doubt because Conor hasn't fought in a while. But I'm just glad that Conor's back because he's bringing the UFC back to life. I'm I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it should be interesting. But I'm not going to order it, but I'm sure I'll watch it somehow. The undercard fights, I have no idea who else is fighting. Nobody cares. Yeah. October 6th, though, I'm probably going to order it. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to see it live right before I go to work. Yeah. Get to, you know, talk about something. Yeah. 
Should be fun. Um, last but not least, it's almost NBA season. God, is it that time already? Oh, man. Hoops. I thought we just got done talking about this shit. I know. All the trades. Now it's time to see what's going on. Uh, when's the first game? October 16th or somewhere around there, mid-October. But I want to get into a fantasy basketball league this year. So Paulo, Paulo's concocted an idea. Hold My Whistle is going to start a fantasy basketball league. Yeah. Paulo and I are one and two. You know, our teams are in. Yes. We're thinking of starting a 10-man league. Right. But we want our listeners to be part of the league. Yes. So if you want to be part of our league, you know, send us, get onto our Instagram or Facebook and give us your best promotion to get into our league. Why should you be on our league? Maybe you have the funniest team name. Yes. Say, hey, I want to be in your league. This is my team name. You want to, you know, that's probably an entry level person. If you really, you know, maybe take a cool Hold My Whistle themed, NBA fantasy themed picture and, and tag us in it. You know, make a video. I want to, and if you have the coolest thing, maybe you'll get first pick in our in our NBA league, a yeah. draft. When, oh, it's going to be a lottery. Oh, it's a lottery, not we, a draft. I know NBA has a lottery, so we might lottery you. You yeah. might get more votes for or balls in for the lottery. <laughs> so we're uh, we're 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 still working out the details for that. We're, but, are we going to throw Josh in? Uh, we're going to try and throw Josh. How in. How about we throw him in and he doesn't know? Yeah, but he listens, so he's probably going to know. Uh, yeah, we'll find it might out. Take, it's a big week for him. He's watching a lot of film. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll find out. But fantasy basketball, throwing yeah. it out to the listeners. Once you win and the win, you know, unless it's me or Sean, which it probably is because we have a sports podcast and we know what we're talking about, right? Well, pretty much, we're winners. But if we happen not to win and there's a big upset, one of our listeners could win a hold my whistle gift basket with assorted items that you will find out if you win. Yes. You know, could I be mean, great. I, it could be shitty. You'll never know, know. How are your gift basket building skills? Uh, pretty, Have you ever built one? Pretty substandard. Yeah. Um, I think my wife will be great at it, though. Oh, well, we could ask for her help. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> always a positive. Yeah, but NBA is coming up. And, you know, even though, like I said, it's only three weeks away, it's, it feels like it's a little early for me. God, it's not even Halloween and we're already talking about basketball. Well, and that's what it kind of reminds me of is, some, you know, they're talking about, you know, you see in the press conferences and... They're doing these preseason interviews, you know, why the Warriors shouldn't win another championship, this and that. And all it feels like to me is like I'm listening to Christmas music in October. Yeah, God. When Halloween hasn't even happened. When they turn on Christmas music that early, I'm like, oh, man, is it already that time? Not that I don't like the NBA. I love the NBA. But it just feels really early. And like I said, we've been ta- it was probably one of the craziest off-seasons with LeBron moving. Oh, yeah. There's a the lot of moves. Kawhi move and this and that. Even with the, you know, the whole stuff in Minnesota that we talked about last week. Yeah. It's just like, uh, but am I excited? Am I going to go full force into this season? Absolutely. Get into our fantasy league. You know, get on our Instagram. Tell us you want to be in. Get that gift basket. Right. But uh, looking at our uh, cheat sheet here, that's uh, that's pretty much it. All we got for this show, you know. Yeah, we covered some stuff. Looking forward to another great week in football. Got a big game tomorrow night versus Lompoc. Big game, big game. One of the best games I ever saw last year. Yeah, it was, was a great game. Lompoc. It was a great game. Yeah, it was. A, it was crazy that it was a Thursday night game too. We didn't play Thursday night. Yeah, last week, last year against Lompoc was Thursday night. They had it on TV. Was it Thursday? Yeah, because Cabrillo had the Friday night game. We played a Thursday night game against Lompoc last year. Huh. 
I don't remember that. It, but it was intense. Yeah, it, it was. was one of the best things I've ever seen. Super proud of the boys who played in that game last year. Um, Hoping for some good things this year. Yeah, first game in league. Yep, brand new channel league. Come out if you're not doing anything. 7 o'clock at Yuck Stadium in Lompton. Uh, check it out. It shouldn't be too windy. It'll probably get cold, so bring a jacket. Yeah, or drink it. Oh, maybe don't drink whiskey at a high school game, but it'll keep you warm. Yeah, do it before the game. <laughs> before the game. All right, guys. Well, that's another episode of Hold My Whistle. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. Hit the music. We're out of here. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Let me know. Girl, I'm going to show you how to do it. And we start real slow. You just put your lips together.